This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today we're going to talk about our top tips, my top tips and my guest top tips for creating a visionary business. So this has been a theme for the last few podcasts. So if you want to know more from my own perspective about creating a visionary business, you can hear about that in episode 86. And I'm also going to be referring to two of my guests who've been in episode 87 and 88 in the last couple of weeks. So Natasha Lee Bray, who is an amazing healer and transformational success coach, and also Emily, who is the co-founder and CEO of Oddbox. So I wanted to just reflect on these conversations today and, you know, to really hone in on the top tips that I've given you, that my guests have given you about creating a visionary business. So that if you want to do this for yourself or if you already have a visionary business and you want to maximize it, you want to take it to the next level, you have some simple tips. And I always ask at the end of my guest episodes, I always ask people to give us top tips. You know, what would they do if they knew what they knew now? What would they do differently? What would they advise you as someone who wants to do that work? What would they advise you to do? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So this is going to be a shorter episode. And this is going to be the format that we take from now for the podcast, which is to have a longer episode based around my knowledge, my theory, how I work with organizations. So you can learn from me, a couple of guest episodes, and then we'll have a summary episode at the end, which, you know, to make sure that nothing gets missed. Because what I find, I listen back to these episodes, I'm like, wow, there is so much juice in these things. I really want you to be able to to get all the tidbits and the main pieces out. So the first thing that really came out from talking to both my guests, who are very different people, is that it doesn't matter where you start, you just need to start. And so interestingly, when I talk to visionary founders, you know, sometimes people have this huge big vision and they know exactly where they're going, but often they don't. Often they're thinking, oh, do you know what? I just have a feeling for something or I care passionately about something or, you know, I have a sense of where I'm going and then they just start, you know? And, you know, when speaking to both Natasha and Emily in the last couple of weeks, they've both said they didn't actually, they couldn't have predicted what happened you know, and, you know, Natasha started off with a food business, making healthy recipes and things like that. And she couldn't have predicted that she would create a school of healing mastery at the end. You know, Emily had a passion and Emily and her husband had a passion for food waste. But again, they just started looking into it and started delivering to neighbors. And then, you know, it grew from there. So there is something about just starting wherever you are. And I speak to so many people that will say to me, well, you know, I have this idea, or I have this passion, but, you know, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I, I wouldn't know even where to start. And my answer in a way is annoyingly just start <laughs> because unless we start, we don't know. And I remember a coach of mine saying this to me years ago, actually, when I was prevaricating about my business and saying, you know, you've got as far as you can get in your thinking in the comfort of your own office. You know, now it's time to go out and do it and learn by doing. And it was such great advice because especially for somebody like me, who's an extrovert, I need to go out and start talking to people and start interacting with the world and other people. And that's often where a lot of my best ideas come from. 
So I feel like this is so useful, this tip, which is just start wherever you are. Sell to your neighbors, sell to your friends, you know, create a couple of products and see how they go. You know, I did a coaching. I didn't know if I wanted to be a coach. I did a three-day coach foundation course and I was hooked. That was it for me. You know, I was like, "Ah, I really want to do that. I'm going to do that. I didn't fully know that until I stepped off and I got going. So that's my first tip today is to really just follow your intuition and get into action. The other thing, and I say this a lot, is that the vision and the impact that you want to have is really the rocket fuel behind your business. And again, you know, Natasha and Emily have both talked about this so clearly. I said to Emily, you know, what keeps you going when times are tough? And she said, you know, I go and read the client testimonials and how much they love this service. I talk to my growers or I read what the growers have said about how what an impact we've had on their lives. I go and hang out with the team and see how passionate they are and how much they love their jobs. And that's what keeps you going. And so there is something about really staying connected to the impact. And, you know, when you're building a business and you're doing something, you know, extraordinary, there will be tough times. You know, anyone that says to me that the whole thing has been, well, I don't think anyone's ever said this to me, (laughs) that the whole journey has been easy and everything went swimmingly from day one is just not true. You know, we all have tough times. We all have moments of self-doubt. We all, all have moments where we go, God, why did I ever take on this thing in the first place? Right. But actually being connected to that bigger mission. And the bigger mission that is beyond you is so important. It's like, it's not about you anymore. So you are just the delivery vehicle for this thing to kick it off, to hold the vision, to set the intention, to hold the energy of it. But actually when you hold that bigger vision, when you really hold that bigger mission, that's the thing that will keep you motivated and inspired when times are tough. So having that big vision is super important. And I'm just referring to some notes as I record this because I've written sound some things as I've been reading through. So the other thing I think is interesting is that even if you don't know exactly what you want to do, there are clues and there are signs along the way that help you. So when I spoke to Natasha, Natasha was saying, look, I always wanted to do something to help people, to help people be healthier, to help people lead bigger lives. I always wanted to empower people. And that started off as a food business and it became, you know, a healing modality and becoming a coach and helping female business owners. Now, she didn't know at that point that she wanted to help female business owners. She had an inkling of that. She had no clue how she was going to do it. But the clues were in her story. And this is often true, again, when I speak to entrepreneurs and visionaries. So again, for Emily, her family were farmers. And so she had this thing about produce and farming and, you know, loving that taste of fresh fruit and veg came from her background. So how interesting that she would set up a company called Oddbox, which is about rescuing forgotten fruit and veg, surplus and waste, etc. The same for me. I always knew that I wanted to do something in the caring profession. You know, even when I was a teenager, I thought about being a nurse or a physiotherapist or something like that. Coaching obviously didn't exist back then in the olden days, as my daughter would say, but I had an inkling of it. And so when people say, I really don't know what I want to do, I say to them, well, you probably do, actually. There is probably a germ of something in you. And quite often I get people to think back to when they were children even and say, what what have you always cared about? What have you always been passionate about? 
about, look there and that will give you the clue as to, you know, what this what this passion is, what this thing is that's been sitting in you all the way along. So you probably know more than you think you know, even if you haven't got started yet. And if you know what you want to do and you have the germ of the idea, then just get started in whichever way you can. And I said on the podcast with Emily, actually, that, you know, we as human beings like to have all the pieces figured out. I, that has certainly been true of me. And I've had to let go of that. I've had to say, it's okay if I don't know. It's okay if I, you know, I set off and this thing I'm doing seems crazy or, you know, it seems counterproductive to give up this piece of business, this type of business to do something I have no idea about. But in reality, I'm following the nudge. I'm following this, you know, following the breadcrumbs, I sometimes say. So follow those instincts, follow your intuition, trust yourself that you do know this thing, this life and business that you want to create. The other thing I want to say is that this change, this business, this dream that you hold can scale fast, you know? And often when I speak to people, the thing that they've created has scaled fast. And, you know, I say often that it isn't really about time. It's really about your intuition and alignment. So when you're doing something that's right for you, you know, in some ways it's your mission in the world, it's how you fulfill, you know, your divine purpose, if you like, then it will flow fast. So you'll suddenly see synchronicities, you know, you'll have taken that logical leap of faith. And it's kind of like the universe rewards you by allowing, you know, by giving you quantum leaps, by putting the right people in your path, by showing you an investor that wants to invest in your business so that you can suddenly scale fast, right? So, you know, taking those quantum leaps is so important and knowing that your business will not be logical. I guarantee you, if you are a visionary, the steps that you take and how your business evolves will not be logical. And you will look back and go, wow, I couldn't even have guessed. I couldn't have predicted it. I couldn't have seen how that was going to transpire. And that's the amazing, magical, inspiring thing about it for me. I've never wanted to know exactly how my life's going to turn out. You know, I couldn't have predicted that I'd be sitting here now in Bournemouth, currently a single parent, running my own business, having the most fun I've ever had in my life. I couldn't even have predicted that even five years ago. So there you go. The other thing that's super important that I think is tied into this starting and not knowing and trusting is being agile and being able to pivot. So again, you'll hear in both those stories that their businesses have pivoted, that, you know, the business they have now is not what started. And, you know, Emily describes that beautifully in terms of, you know, the things that are now a core part of their business, like delivering overnight, for example, wasn't even in their business model in the beginning. It just made sense as they built scale and as they started to expand, that made sense. And it also hit strongly into their purpose and their mission in the world as well about sustainability and impacting on climate change and all of those things. Again, you know, the same for Natasha, you know, Natasha could have kept going with this food business that was, you know, interesting and successful to a degree. And yet there was another leap of faith and another leap of faith, and another leap of faith. And I know Natasha well, so I've seen her take those leaps of faith. And I always find that so inspiring. And again, you can't do that from a logical place. You can only do that from trust and intuition. 
So the other thing we talked about was about building teams. And, you know, again, this is one of my passions and one of my specialisms that I do with organizations. And, you know, building teams can be challenging. <laughs> you know, when you set off and you're you and you're, you've got a great idea and you want to put it out into the world, that's a relatively simple thing to do. It has its own challenges. You know, many of us work long hours at that point and don't have a lot of time off. And when you build a team, obviously, in some ways, it's easier because you've got the resource and the help around you. But you also have to know how to activate your vision through that team. You have to keep the same level of of energy. You have to keep that sense of purpose. And I loved what Emily said about that when they recruit, they're looking for people who keep that sense, you know, passionate about that sense of sustainability and food waste. So that it's not just about skills, it's not just about being good at your job, it's about the sustainability and that those people are passionate about what you do. And when you do that, you stay honest because she described beautifully how the team challenged her. And that's true for me and true for Natasha too and for all you visionary entrepreneurs out there. If you've recruited brilliant people who care about what you do, they hold the integrity of it. They keep you honest if you like. But that building a team again, is a skill of staying in your intuitive visionary space and, you know, really being able to bring the team with you. And Natasha described that beautifully about how she and her business now has structure for the main pieces and space to do the other pieces because she knows and I know that when you get an idea, you need to act on it fast. Otherwise, it kind of dissipates in energy and value. So having enough structure in the business that people can follow and the people who who are there to create structure and like structure can operate from there, but in a way that doesn't diminish your magic. Because if you diminish your magic as a visionary, you diminish your power. So it's been so fascinating for me to listen back to these interviews over the last couple of days and to ponder them and to think on these big pieces, these kind of top tips, if you like, that, you know, is part of this purpose of creating visionary conversations with people so that we can bring these top tips so that I can share these things. And so many more of us can do our visionary work in the world. So I want to share your, the top tips to finish this that Emily and Natasha both gave us. So Natasha talked about, you know, doing your own personal development and healing. And I agree with this a thousand percent. And this doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, a founder, you're working in a big business. You can only be a successful leader if you do your own personal work, if you heal your own trauma. And when you do that, you will see your business life be infinitely more successful. And, you know, it means also that you create better businesses, you create better teams because you're not triggered by things that are happening around you. You don't blame other people. You don't look for scapegoats. You go, okay, what is it about me? What can I do to make the situation better and more empowering for others? So we have to do our individual work. If you're visionary and you're evolving and growing, doing your personal development work is the number one priority. Natasha also talked about a belief in something higher. And this comes back to the vision and the purpose. You know, that when you have that vision and purpose, it keeps you going. I've had this vision for a long time about transforming how we do life and work and transforming business. And I've had that vision for more than 10 years. And there have been times where I've been like, 
no, I give it up. I'm not doing it. I just, I don't even want to know why I took this on in the first place. And yet I always circle back around to it because it's part of my mission in the world. And I know that when we create business differently, we impact on thousands and millions of people. And so, you know, Natasha's big vision is to heal a million hearts worldwide. You know, for Emily, it's food waste and climate change. So a belief in something higher, a guidance, a bigger vision is so important. And ultimately, the other thing that Tasha talked about was belief in yourself. And again, when you do that healing work, when you do that inner work, when you, you know, I always have a coach of some description, even though I've been on this journey for a long time, hopefully more self-aware than most, I still have my own coach because I'm always evolving and growing and I hit my own edges. The other thing that Emily talked about was to start small. So we've talked about this. How do you start small? How do you just get going? And again, the Oddbox interview is amazing for that of just talking about how do you start small? Just deliver to your neighbors, have a party and invite your friends around, see what they think. Coach your friends, you know, start where you start with the, you know, the capability, the confidence that you have at that point and grow from there. And the other last thing I want to say, which is really came out strongly in the Emily interview, which I just loved, was to build purpose into the model. So to know that you are always balancing purpose, profit, and hopefully the planet in what you do. Oddbox is a B Corp, so they go against those three principles. But I think for all of us, if we know that what we're doing is helping the planet, it's on purpose, it has a strong purpose, and that we are building successful businesses too, so that we create financial success for us and everyone else involved in our business, and we have the power that the money gives us to do good in the world, then we can't go too far wrong. So I hope this is helpful. And so my intention with these shorter episodes, these summary episodes, if you like, is really to draw out those tidbits for you, those top tips, those like, oh gosh, yes, I do remember when I listened to that, that that came out, but I was so engrossed in their story that maybe I hadn't sort of highlighted that exactly. So I think the key things that come out for me again are about purpose, about vision, about starting wherever you are, you know, about staying true and in integrity with what you do. And, you know, not expecting everything to be perfect, not expecting to have all the answers. And, you know, as I as I was talking about with both of these amazing women, that you won't have all the answers to start with because you're doing something revolutionary. You're doing something different. And so, you know, nobody out there will have all the answers and also nobody is you. So I build my business very differently from a lot of other coaches. You know, there are similarities and differences because I'm me, because I have my passions and my abilities and my skills, and you will find exactly the same thing. So allow yourself to be with it. Allow yourself to connect your purpose. Allow yourself to be excited about what it is that you can do in the world and just start there. You may just be amazed about what you create. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Collective podcast with myself, Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder or leader and want to transform your business, please do get in touch at lisa at lisamitchell.co.uk.